This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Friends, sufferers, fellow humans, lend me your ears so that I may whisper into them in order to ease and prevent your sciatica today. So as today's episode is entitled, What is Sciatica and Do I Have It? In this episode, you will learn why sciatica isn't what you think it is, exactly which parts of you sciatica can affect, how to differentiate the two main types of sciatica, what symptoms can be part of sciatica and how to improve sciatica as a label. That sounds like a lot, but you'll find we whistle through it. So firstly, why sciatica isn't what you think it is. So often people think of sciatica as a diagnosis. However, it is not. Sciatica is simply a label. It's like saying you have a headache. If you go to the doctor and say, I have a sore head and that hurts me here. If the doctor then turned around and said, you have a headache, you'd think, well, that's not a lot of use. Well, it's exactly the same with sciatica. Sciatica simply means pain and or pins and needles, other symptoms in the distribution of your sciatic nerve. That's it. That's what sciatica means. It doesn't mean any more than that. So it's not terribly valuable as a diagnosis because it isn't one. It's just a label. It tells you where the problem is but not why you have it. So moving on to where it is, exactly which parts of you sciatica can affect. What is the distribution of your sciatic nerve? So your sciatic nerve is a whopping big nerve. Um, It has tributaries. So think of the sciatic nerve as like the Amazon River. It's very big and long. And in your case, it ends up in your toes. Uh, But it originates deep in your pelvis. And it has tributaries. Those tributaries are what we call spinal nerve roots. So they originate from the spine. And we're going to get technical here. So the spinal nerves, imagine these small nerves exiting between the vertebrae in your lower back. We have L4, lumbar 4, L5, S1 and S2. So L4, L5, S1 and S2 nerve roots give branches. Those branches join together and form your sciatic nerve deep in the pelvis. The sciatic nerve then comes out through what's called a sciatic notch, a sort of groove in your pelvis, and then travels through the buttock, down the back of your thigh, all through its root, giving off branches of its own. Um, So through the back of your thigh, and then down round the side of your knee and down into the lower leg and foot. And its distribution, the parts of your leg that the sciatic nerve supplies are part of the buttock, the back and outside of your thigh, and pretty much everything below the knee. So if you have pain in the front of your thigh, 
That is not sciatica. Pain on the inside of your thigh, not sciatica. But pain and or pins and needles in buttock, back or outside of thigh, pretty much everything below the knee could be described as sciatica if it's originating from irritation to your sciatic nerve or um, structures related to your sciatic nerve. Now, now again, we're going to get technical here. So this brings me on to how to differentiate the two main types of sciatica. So the two main types of sciatica are nerve compression sciatica and non-nerve compression sciatica. So let's deal with nerve compression sciatica because it is the more serious of the two. If your sciatic nerve or one of its tributaries is compressed, that's nerve compression sciatica. Now, you may think of this using terms like pinched nerve, trapped nerve, and so on. Nerve compression sciatica is a different category um, from non-nerve compression, and it needs a different management approach. Non-nerve compression sciatica means that you have symptoms in the distribution of your sciatic nerve, but it is not due to compression of a nerve. So what could it be due to, you say? Well, the pain or the mechanism here is usually what we call referred pain. So let's imagine you have um, strained a muscle in your buttock. If that buttock muscle has a nerve supply, either the, from the sciatic nerve directly or one of the tributaries to that sciatic nerve, so let's say your L4 nerve root, you could feel the pain directly in the buttock, but you could also feel it elsewhere along the distribution of the sciatic nerve. And this is through the mechanism of referred pain. So you might feel a strained buttock with pain in your calf, but the pain is actually all coming from the strained buttock. That's just one example. So recap, you have nerve compression sciatica and non-nerve compression sciatica. How do you differentiate between the two? Well, in practice, in clinical practice, we have a number of tests that we would employ to differentiate them, um, but I'm going to give you a couple of home tests that you can try. So if you have nerve compression sciatica, it is typically worse below the knee than it is above the knee. Not always, um, but usually nerve compression sciatica is worse below the knee than above the knee and often includes pins and needles, usually in the foot, but could be anywhere in the leg. Whereas usually, and this is usually non-nerve compression sciatica, is normally worse above the knee and doesn't usually involve pins and needles. Rough guide. The other things you can look for, because the sciatic nerve has not just a sensory element, but it also controls the muscles in your leg or some of the muscles in your leg, is you may find that you are dragging your foot or catching your toe on the curb of the pavement. And that would suggest that you may well have what we call an L5 problem. So remember I said the nerve roots of L4, L5, S1 and S2 supply the sciatic nerve. Well, L5 um, 
is directly related to the ability to lift your big toe up. So if you find you're catching your toe on things, it may be that you have an L5 nerve root problem, which is nerve compression sciatica. Equally, if you find that you're struggling to push off with your the toe of that foot, then you might it may be due to compression of the S1 nerve root, also one of the tributaries of your sciatic nerve. So, how to test these? L5, if you try walking on your heels, or even just walking on the spot on your heels with your uh, big toes lifted up off the ground, if you struggle to do that on one foot, you may very well have an L5 nerve root problem. If you go up onto the toes, onto the balls of your feet, if you struggle to do that on one foot, then you may well have an S1 nerve root problem. And the way to sort of test that further is go up and down on one foot only. Grab a hold of something so you don't fall over. Uh, go up and down on the toes of one foot. And if that's easy, then try your, as it were, bad leg up and down on those toes. And if you find you're struggling with that, you may very well have an S1 nerve root problem as well. So that is, uh, at some length, how to differentiate between the two main types of sciatica. What symptoms can be part of sciatica? Well, we've kind of covered it to some extent, or at least we've covered where those symptoms would be. As I mentioned, buttock, back or outside of thigh, pretty much everywhere below the knee. But what could those symptoms include? Pain is an obvious one, and the one that concerns people the most. But certainly pins and needles. Also, uh, pins and needles numbness. If you touch the skin, it doesn't feel right. Um, feelings of running water, hot and cold sensations, sweatiness, clamminess in the foot, sometimes particularly in severe cases of nerve compression sciatica. So these are all symptoms that can be part of sciatica. Now, coming back to that label of sciatica is not terribly helpful as a label, and we always strive to improve things. So at ActiveXBacks, we use a system of labelling sciatica. We use it for lower back pain as well. Um, and, and this, the, the purpose of labelling it more fully is uh, to, to inform you in how to manage it and certainly to inform us as clinicians how to manage your sciatica. So regardless of whether it's nerve compression or, or non-nerve compression, God, it's that mouthful sometimes, that, isn't it? Uh, whether it's nerve compression or non-nerve compression sciatica, this, this labelling system is helpful. So what we are most interested in is duration, how long have you had it? And for that we use the terms acute, subacute and chronic. You might think those refer to severity, but in clinical terms they don't, they refer to duration. So acute means you've had it for less than six weeks. Subacute means you've had it for between six and 12 weeks and chronic means you've had it for more than 12 weeks. Then we're interested in, have you had bouts of this before in the last 12 months? If you have had more than this episode, so more than one episode in the last 12 months, we would uh, add the word recurrent. Then we have what makes it worse. Now, this is really important because it informs you as to what you should and shouldn't do with your sciatica. So if your sciatica is worse for bending forwards, so when you bend forwards, the pain increases in your leg or buttock. Uh, 
then we call that flexion intolerant. If it's worse when you arch backwards, we call it extension intolerant. And then we use the terms nerve compression or non-nerve compression. So that could, for example, give a functional label of acute, recurrent, flexion intolerant nerve compression sciatica. Huh, we love our labels here. But as I said, the importance of this is that it helps us to decide how to manage your sciatica, how to advise you what you should and should not do. So acute, less than six weeks, recurrent, you've had it before in the last year. Flexion intolerant, it's worse for bending forwards and sitting typically, sitting most people bend forwards. Nerve compression sciatica. So we believe that you have some irritation directly to the sciatic nerve or one of its tributaries. So there we have it. I hope in this episode you have learned why sciatica isn't what you think it is and exactly what it is, a label, which parts of your sciatica can affect, how to differentiate between the two main types of sciatica, some tests that you can do there at home, what symptoms are part of sciatica and how we improve sciatica as a label. Now related to this, there are some safety issues around sciatica and if you go to our website, active-x.co.uk, and just put in the little search window there, sciatica, a sign of something serious, question mark, or just something serious, you'll come across a blog post. In that, there are a bunch of questions, eight or nine questions that will help to differentiate whether this is something serious and whether you ought to be going to see a medical or health professional like us about it. Uh, and if you answer no to all of those questions, then you're probably safe to manage yourself. Okay, so there we have it. Uh, what is sciatica and do I have it? Thanks for listening. And if you have not already listened to the first six episodes of the podcast, or even the first one, please go back and start at the beginning. There's a huge amount of value, the foundations for how we can help you to manage your lower back pain and or sciatica are in those first six episodes. So start at the beginning, start at number one. And meantime, thanks for listening. Please give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to this. And I look forward to our next episode. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Back Show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveX Backs.